0: Hello and welcome to the Schooner Pod. It is a very, very special episode as we talk about the best and only college football game this week and truly one of the best traditions in college football, the Army-Navy game. Uh, Just just a spectacle, great times, and uh, here to talk about about it with me, educate me, educate all of us, uh, is my co-host, Ty Lee. Ty, uh, always a big event. Are you excited? You're you're decked out in your uh, Navy gear uh, ready to go how, yeah. how you feeling ahead of the this weekend
1: I'm uh I'm feeling good I, I think it's gonna be uh, a good game bottom line up front uh, I think that they' they're two very different teams I think there's an obvious winner uh, but a little bit later when we look at schedules uh, maybe it'll be a little bit more competitive than we think so I think to start Bobby what what do you know about the about the army Navy game what are your top you know things that you know beyond the the you know the common knowledge that it's army versus navy.
0: Of course, so uh, well obviously you know being a big college football fan, you grow up and you know you know about it because it's the only game on. Uh, starts off early and you know the, the amount of pageantry, the you know everyone walking in before the the cadets and um, and the midshipmen walking in, um, you know having them march out is obviously great. So from from the start to the end where. You know, you get you. They both sing their alma maters at the very end. Um, it, it's just just packed full. Having the uh, president, you know, flip the coin. Um, you know, it, it's just always always such an experience for sure. And um, just just a, alone watching a service academy game, uh, no matter where they are, it's always it's there's always a lot of cool pomp and circumstance. Uh, we got that when Army came to Norman. Uh, so having both of them together, it, it just seems like a just a really cool experience.
1: Yeah, I think uh, one of the things you you hit on that I think most people really connect with, like you said, is that that pageantry and then that that just super rich. You didn't say it, but but you meant it. You know the, the tradition there, um, and the fact that that so many things have, you know, real world pie. ins Like this is why we this is why we do this. This is why we, you know, everything else. So there there's certainly a lot of a lot of a ceremony there that is, like you said, just turned up um, times hundred for, for the army Navy game. And it's, it's interesting because you have that, that rich tradition. This, this weekend will be the 122nd time they've played. There've been some, some interruptions uh, here and there. Uh, But when you look at both of these schools, when they play the air force Academy, another, another service Academy, um, it's not, not to demean that game, but it's, it's nowhere near uh, the, the level that this one is. So, Army Navy traditionally a, a neutral site game. Um, as much as they can, they like to play it in Philadelphia, being a, a pretty decent neutral site from from the Naval Academy, which is in Annapolis, Maryland, near Baltimore and DC, and then uh, the military, the United States Military Academy at West Point, uh, Army, which is in West Point, New York, uh, a few hours north of of New York City. So Philadelphia works out as a pretty, you know, fair. Uh, middle ground, much like uh, the Cotton Bowl does for, for OU in Texas. So they're not playing there this year. They're playing in uh, in New York. Well, they're playing in New Jersey, but uh, at um, at MetLife in uh, in New Jersey. So that's a little bit of a change up. Uh, New York has been the, the second most common host of the game. Um, and and like I said, they, they don't really do home and homes. Uh, World War II, they played home and homes there just for logistical reasons. Uh, and then very interestingly, in 1982, they played in the Rose Bowl, which is a, a very neat, very, very neat thing. Uh, the city of Pasadena wanted it there and ended up paying. I I forget the total. I don't know if there's a hard published total. Uh, but the city of Pasadena ended up paying for the student bodies who, who wanted to come and everything else to be able to come out to the game to get that full pomp and circumstance and, and ceremony. So Um, Certainly a lot of really interesting stuff With with the venues And and like you said, marching out on the field And and the traditions and everything else
0: Army-Navy at the Rose Bowl Is like the most If you tried to make the most traditional college football thing ever It would be that you know, you get the especially if you timed it right, where the sunset goes down over the mountains and everything. You can't think of a better scene. Although whenever I think of army, army, navy, for the most part, it's snow, it's grit, it's grime, it's just a just a hard, pounded out football game with two triple option teams. Uh, and I, I've always thought that that the atmosphere of Philadelphia or it, it's always a northeastern type of uh, venue for the most part. I I feel like I associate. Uh, that as much as uh, you know, as a part of the tradition,
1: it is, yeah, and and it very much, it very much is, and it's it's an interesting thing because uh, the the students of both academies, the the mids and the the cadets, wear their their dress uniforms out to the game, so they have very nice you know suits on or very weird suits with capes if you're army, <laughs> and in these big trench coats and and everything else, and everyone is sort of very well dressed and and it's a it's certainly an interesting thing. I think most people will remember last year where it just got so foggy that you could barely even see anything, which didn't really slow these teams down. A, a lot of run heavy offenses here, which we're about to get into, which personally for me I think just takes it back to even more of a a traditional football game. I know they have, you know, brand new shiny uniforms every year and and all sorts of stuff, but when you watch this game to me uh, it feels to me, even if you cut out the the army navy aspect, it feels to me like you're watching a football game around the turn of the century. You, yeah. and and that's not to talk down on their play styles, but it's just it feels like pure college football. These these guys, a, a fair amount on each team are recruited athletes to to some extent, but they are you know they go to a military school. They're they're locked down on campus. They're not. Um, you know, going out and, and getting to, to live the typical athlete life. They're, they're both Army and Navy are, are top 10 schools easily, academically, both of them very engineering heavy. So these are guys that are essentially going to an Ivy League level school academically, um, academically, academically superior to, to a few Ivy League schools, I'd argue, especially the, the people in engineering. And they're, they're doing all the things that normal college athletes are doing. Uh, waking up at four or five a.m. to go to practice, going and doing all of their football requirements, but they're not skipping class. They can't. They're not. They have required study hours. They have all sorts of extra, you know, military stuff. They have defined eating times. Both student bodies eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner um, all together in these big, these big Hogwarts-style dining halls. So, very regimented life, but but a very they're very much not that student athletes aren't, but they're very much students of their universities first um, and athletes second, which is another thing to me that makes it feel a little bit more like college football and not to get into the whole argument of, you know, whether or not NIL or or anything else is, is a a factor ruining college football or the commercialization or or whatever. But the fact of the matter is that at, at the, the schools that we're used to watching, right, Big 12 football, SEC football, Big 10 football, pretty much everyone you see out on those fields playing is a recruited athlete that is, you know, there to play football and and not that they're not smart enough to, but a, a lot of them are going to the schools that they're going to simply because of football. You know, you, you, you obviously have the people that grow up with a, a loyalty to a school, but it's a it's just a different atmosphere in in that way. And And I always like to say that Service Academy football is much more the pure college football experience. So I, yeah. I implore people to watch, not only because of the, the the history and the the patriotism and the military pomp and and circumstance and stuff, but if you're just a fan of college football, it's not going to be really high scoring. There's going to be some sloppy stuff. The level of play is not going to be power five across the board, but it's it's pure.
0: Yeah, and I, like you said, you know the people there. At the academies, are there for th- for things that are way bigger than football. Uh, football is just kind of an activity that they're you know enjoying and partaking in, but it's not number one. It might not even be number two for them. Um, and I-, I think that's something that's just just truly cool. Um, and now talking about talking about service service academy life, um, the differences between the school- two schools has to be interesting. Um, you know, obviously different branches. So- and I, I think that's cool. That leads into one of the cooler traditions they have: the uh, 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 prisoner transfer, where they have a couple Navy students, or, or maybe it's just one stay uh, uh, in West Point, and then a couple, you know, uh, Army people in uh, Annapolis, and they switch them at uh, some point during the game. I've always thought that was very unique.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's more than one. Uh, it's I think it's around a dozen for, for each school. So, but yeah, the the service academies have. Um, obviously it's a non-traditional college experience, but they do have, uh, what they would term a sort of study abroad and, and midshipmen can go, uh, I'm not familiar with the, the full scope of the army, but for, for the Naval Academy, I'm sure it's similar. Uh, midshipmen can go and, and spend a semester at West Point is, is the most common one. They can also go spend a semester at, at the air force Academy, which is fairly common for, for people that want to fly. Uh, the Coast Guard Academy, as as well, who's a, a much smaller school. They do play football, but uh, they're like D three, and then uh, foreign foreign service academies, like uh, in in mostly Europe and, and parts of Asia. So cool, but yeah, yeah no, that's so cool. that's a thing at, at uh, the Army Navy game, so that the the students of their respective schools can sit with their schools. They are they are exchanged because otherwise, uh, the way the seating works is the whole student bodies come and they they're seated by their, their units, which at the Naval Academy at least is their, um, sort of their, their dorm hall. So they, they live in the dorms, uh, their entire college semester and, and their dorm, uh, floor level or, or deck, depending on the, the building and, and everything else is, is sort of your unit. And that's who you are with the entire time and who you sit with. So very Hogwarts experience in, in that respect as well.
0: For sure. For sure. Can you tell me about the goat thievery that we have going on? Uh, not I, I know you. I know you mostly have you know your outline set, but I gotta I gotta ask. Yep. What, what's up with the goat thievery?
1: So there is a there's a rich tradition of mascots, uh, thievery, and, and sort of hijinks at, at the service academy. So one of the things to know is that it is very much a, it's a military school. They're they boarding schools, um, and it, these are they're not easy places they're they're academically they're not easy places at all um and you don't have very much free time off they're very stressful environments is is what i'm getting at and, and the people that are going there are generally very high performing you know people that want to succeed have succeeded their entire life up to that point so the type of, of people that get upset when they get you know a, an a minus in in high school and um uh, so you get to the service academies and it can be very challenging, you know, to, to even pass. And so it's a very stressful environment. And and that sort of confined environment breeds just a ton of pranks being a, a cultural thing. And it's it's very interesting because there's this rich history of of pranks at, at both schools uh, throughout the school year and, and just weird intricacies that develop in these ecosystems that, that these things create. So you'll, at West Point, you'll be hearing stories of Pranks that uh, people that went on to become president uh, did as as their time there, or you'll be hearing, you know, these famous admirals of of American history or, or astronauts, you know, and and everything else, uh, and and hearing about just the crazy pranks that they they did while they were there. So there was a there was a rash of pretty severe mascot fevers. So both schools have live mascots. Army has has mules or a mule. Uh, Navy has goats, one goat that, that comes, but they'll retire the old ones. Um, and things, most interestingly this year, they the Army students attempted to steal a goat and stole uh, one of the old retired geriatric ones. Um, unintentionally, I might add, because they, they broke into the farm where the goats are being held. And there was nothing, there wasn't like another vault door that they couldn't get into that the current one was in. They just didn't figure out which one they wanted to get. So they ended up getting an old geriatric one that, that had only one horn left and, and uh, arthritis and, and stuff, who was promptly returned, I might add. But um, things really came to a head in the, in the early 2000s uh, when some Navy students went up to, to New York to steal Army's mules. And uh, they were far too committed to, to the thievery of the mule uh, to, to turn back if anything went wrong. And long story short, they ended up leaving Army with the mule. Uh, they also left campus uh, with eight individuals <laughs> from Army's custodial staff and, and everything else, and I think some students um, who they captured along the way to preserve secrecy and tied up and, and abandoned on the side of the road. And then they were also at one point pursued by local law enforcement and they broke a police officer's arm, uh, which they also got away with.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, there was a pretty firm crackdown. So there's a it is something that is sort of encouraged, but but very much also still uh, cracked down on one of those, you know, if you can get away with it, you can. But. You uh, you better watch yourself. Don't
0: don't get into the point of injuring law enforcement.
1: You should not be human trafficking people and assaulting uh, law enforcement officers to to leave with a mascot. Yeah,
0: yeah it's just a prank, bro. Is not really a good way to get out of a crime.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, anyways,
1: so uh, I think I think to dive into to the game a little bit more. Um, right off the start, like we said, they're both very run heavy. Uh, teams offensively and then defensively, uh sort of like a lot of a lot of other teams, you know, this is one of the big criticisms of of OU maybe in the past when we went to the playoffs, was we were facing teams that were very different than us. Uh, but a lot of times you're very tempted to sort of have a defense that's basically just designed to beat your offense, um, which was an issue that OU had in the playoffs. You know, we weren't we just couldn't compete with with you know Bama and, and Clemson and, and whatnot and their offensive styles when we had a defense designed to defeat you know like a spread air raid, um, whatever. So Army and Navy's defenses both are are very much set up to beat their offenses, um, which creates an interesting atmosphere in this game because they're they're almost designed to to play each other all the time. So Army is coming in eight and three right now. They're going to a bowl game. They're playing Missouri. Uh, So that's a pretty, pretty big game. Um, And eight and three, like I just said, Army has had a really, really good streak uh, for the past couple of years. Uh, OU fans will remember when they nearly beat OU in Norman. uh, And that was one of, I think, only two losses they had that year. So uh, their head coach, Jeff Munkin, has had a ton of offers to go elsewhere because of what he's done at, at West Point and he's just, tremendous performance there and he's he's chosen to stay so far so he's very much committed to to that school and that environment uh, and has created a, a tremendous system. I actually was floating his name around as someone I'd like to see OU look at uh, in terms of a head coach as long as we got you know a, a non-triple option coordinator to, to go with him. But he's a he's a tremendous coach. Navy coming into the game with a much worse record. So Navy's coming in 3 and 8 the the inverse of of Army. But There's a couple things I want to point out. Navy has had a much more challenging schedule. So Navy's losses are to Marshall, uh, the Air Force Academy, who is pretty decent this year. Houston, who they only lost uh, by eight points to. They beat UCF. They lost to SMU by, I think, eight points again. They lost to Memphis. Uh, That was a little bit bigger blowout. They lost to Cincinnati by one touchdown, 27 to 20. They beat Tulsa. Uh, they lost to Notre Dame with a pretty big margin, and then they lost to ECU. So Navy has a bad record, but they've had some really good performances against some really good t- – I mean, uh, if you're a 3-8 and eight team and mid to late season you lose to a playoff team by seven points, uh, that's a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. An Army doesn't – Army has had some tougher teams, uh, you know, on their schedule, but they they lost to them. Uh, Wisconsin only lost by six, uh, and then uh, they lost a very weird shootout to Wake Forest at home. So, you know, it's it, it's interesting because while Army has, like you said, while they have the better record, you know, uh, they, they feasted on the Yukons, the Miami Ohios, and the Bucknells of the world. Um, so that, that that is interesting because I, I, you know, it used growing up it used to be navy was independent army was also independent but now that you have navy you know in the american uh i, I kind of wonder if that's like a benefit or you know a, a negative um in terms of uh, situations for both you know army staying independent versus navy being in a uh a conference i i don't know if that's a hindrance or a help for for a team uh like army like should they join a conference or you know do you think that would that would kind of hurt them a bit?
1: I I don't necessarily know that it matters that much with the the service academy specifically. I, I guess there would be a a finite number of if we look at sort of the recruiting aspect. You you have to be willing, you know, when you're going to these schools to know the type of school you're going to, and then the fact that it's, uh, depending on some other things, but but the fact that you're going to spend at least four years. Uh, or potentially five I, I think army might be five uh, active duty in the military o- upon graduation even more if you're in some sort of specialist field so it's somewhere that you have to go you know in high school knowing that that you want to commit to that for the next decade essentially so um, it is recruiting they're already dealing with a pretty small pool there obviously there's a handful of people you know if you're willing to play at a service academy maybe you want to go to navy to play at a you know, in bigger games than um, the the Mountain West with Air Force and then Army being independent. But they, they don't really – it's not as much of a business like the rest of college football, so I, I don't know that that the matchups necessarily matter too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. In terms of recruitment, it, again, doesn't matter. There are bigger factors than uh, would I rather play Bucknell or would, would I rather play, you know, UCF? <laughs>
1: So. Yeah, and and I believe Army is conferenced in in other sports, um, and and that's they're they're very much it, honestly if they were to fit into a conference, like I said, uh, it would be the Ivy League. Um, fits them geographically, fits them academically for sure, fits them sort of culturally as well to an extent. they're they're sort of uh, types of athletes. So, but uh, I mean, both schools are, are much better off in terms of opponents than than what the Ivy league schools are getting. So maybe I think the argument is that they're probably fine where they're at.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk a little bit more about football. So in terms of impact players who on each side are some people we should watch for, I guess that you've yeah. noticed.
1: So the biggest, the biggest guy for, for army, we'll just sort of do uh, one per side is uh, their quarterback, Christian Anderson, obviously with a sort of a, an option style run heavy, uh, offense, that's going to be your, your main guy. The guy that's touching the ball on, on every play. And, uh, he is, he's up there in, in the rushing yards as well, but he's, uh, not, uh, his, his pass numbers are, are pretty funny. Is at 44 attempts this year, which is uh pretty crazy, uh, and 21 completions. So almost too small of a sample size. Uh, the fact that we're two weeks into December to, to look at, um, on the navy side of ball, or on the navy side of the ball, I don't know why I said it that way. Um, their their key player is going to be uh, Diego Fajo. Oh, he's I know who you're talking yeah. about. So I'm not. I'm honestly I'm not entirely sure how his name is is actually pronounced. We it's know pronounced how it's not a, pronounced. Pronounced in a risky way, and he's a linebacker. He's a senior linebacker uh, out of Fort Lauderdale, and he has constantly been uh, he was a he was a preseason uh sort of look or receiving votes or whatever uh to be a legitimate first or second team all american in all of college football last year and has constantly been in the uh AAC all american sort of first and second roster his his entire time there so i think it's a army we've seen is is the better offensive team like like we touched on a second ago you know, Army went and and had a shootout with Wake Forest, uh, where they, I I can't do the quick math in my head, but they had, uh, you know, Army scored fifty six points in that game and uh, Wake Forest scored seventy. So Army is certainly coming in with with a much better offense, and Navy it's they're going to have to lean heavy on uh, on their defense to really try to shut that down uh, to have any chance. And and even then, I'm not sure if they do because I, I really do think it comes down to the fact that. Army doesn't put up points much faster, but they uh, they very much can put up points, which has led to the spread being uh, between seven and seven and a half right now, depending on, on where you're looking, which I think is a pretty juicy spread for a game that will most likely be settled by uh, probably a, a score. So Army is um, not not tremendous. They're, they're six and five against the spread this year. Navy is seven and four. Against the spread this year. Interestingly enough, uh, I kind of looked. Army's been favored uh, spread wise in, in a lot of their stuff, uh, and Navy is, has been the underdog in, in pretty much all of their stuff. So you can make the argument that, that when you're a double digit underdog in most of your games, it's, it's much easier to cover the spread than when you're favored. But it is uh, certainly an, an interesting game to look at uh, gambling wise, even if it's, you know, not to promote this, but if you if you have to, to you know put some money on a game to be really interested in it, it's probably worth a, a few dollars. It's the only game this week, so.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's always fun. You know, just throw in, you know, you know, maybe just mosey on over to DraftKings Sportsbook uh, <laughs> with promo code TPPN. <laughs> I, I don't know if that. I don't know. I feel kind of weird, you know, promoting off that, but it's okay. Use DraftKings if you're going to do it. Um, but no, I, I I I agree. Making that. You know, it it's never never a bad idea to make a bet. It's always fun, and you know, um, this is one of those games where you definitely have to entertain the idea of the under. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this army team putting up fifty six points with the spread or, or with the, well not the spread with the triple option is just insane. So, um, Ty, yeah, the the over bro.
1: under yeah right right before we wrap the I forgot to mention that the over under at thirty four and a half. Um, it seems low for, for a college football game, but that might be a juicy thing to look at.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, Ty, anything else before we wrap up? Uh, what's your prediction for the game?
1: Uh, I don't Slash sc- other things. Yeah, I don't necessarily have one score-wise. I As as much as it pains me to say it, uh, I think Army gets the cover and, and the win here, um, certainly looking at, at their records and their ability to, to put up points. So I, I think... I think an army cover is, is the smart move here, but, uh, I would, I would love to see, uh, my mids upset the, uh, the black Knights here this, uh, this weekend.
0: Yeah. I'm also going to go army that half point. Uh, it's tricky. We always talk about how rivalry games, anything can happen, but I feel like army Navy tends to be very different. Uh, especially in, you know, recent history, um, I don't know. Those games could be close. I, I feel like Army or Navy recently just had a bout of uh, just dominance in the series, uh, but Army's kind of, you know, fought back and become a bit of the better team. Um, but that being said, Navy still has a pedigree. They still have, you know, very solid success in the past. And, you know, it's Army Navy. This is gonna be a war. That's a crappy thing to say. <laughs> it is not going to be a war because there are actual wars. Uh this is just a, a very fun football game and at the end of the day, you know, they're all on the same side. And I think that the respect um between the two sides is always just really cool. Um, it's it's the perfect blend of hatred and respect because it's not true hatred. It's just, it's rivalry. Um, and that's, that's why this is one of the best rivalries in sport total, uh, let alone college football.
1: For sure. And, and, uh, just sort of the last thing doesn't tie into to the podcast medium well, but be sure to go in and check out the uniforms this year. Uh, Navy came out with a, a really cool, uh, naval aviation, uh, fly Navy inspired uniform. And, uh, West point is wearing a, an old school sort of one-to-one translation of a, a camo uniform from the early days, of, uh, of the war on terror to, uh, to recognize the, the special forces guys that, that went and, and kicked that off. So go look. I, they're pretty polarizing uniforms. Personal, I think Navy just had it. And then uh, Navy has a weird obsession with airbrushed helmets that uh, just completely, I think, you know threw this uniform off. But I, I'm firmly in the, the boat that the fly Navy uh, uniforms are, are much better. Than, uh, than armies this year i did camo uniforms are not not the move in football but uh go give it a look and and be sure to hit us up on our socials with with your opinions on that
0: yeah no the uniform history has always been really cool it's a great tra- recent tradition as of late um and i gotta say the video the the video navy did with the planes has to be the most expensive reveal uh, uniform reveal of all time so
1: yeah, it may actually be one of the one of the most expensive uh, minute and a half uh, college football videos of all time for the,
0: sure. The, the video of the player like running next to the plane, racing
1: just... a, a fighter jet on yeah. foot. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't think that one looked as cool as they thought it would. No, no, <laughs> uh, incredible. Well, Ty, thank you so much for hopping on and uh, giving us a little bit of history, Army Navy, a little bit of insight, and everything. And uh, I, for one, cannot wait to watch it. And uh, my viewing experience will be better because of what I learned today. So
1: go, uh, go Navy, sink Army.
0: All right, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Schooner Pod. We will see you next week when we talk a little bit of bowls and uh, you know check in on what's going on with OU and the coaching staff change. So for me and Ty. Have a good one. Uh, I don't know. I almost said go go Navy beat Army, but I'm kind of on the Army side, so go Army beat Navy. <laughs>